Hi, Kim. I'm Kelly, and it's so nice to be meeting with you and discussing your area of research and art. Um, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, uh, Kelly. I, my name is Kim Yasuda. Uh, I'm a professor in the Department of Art here at UCSB. Amazing. Yeah, it's so nice to meet you. Okay. So you've been a strong advocate of the power of placemaking, the blood efforts within the community through your art and research. Can you explain a bit about what placemaking is and how it strengthens the community? Sure. Um, I think uh, one of the key components of placemaking is the notion of public, that it is a, a, a place where there is a shared experience, where ownership is across a collective of people, a neighborhood, a, a community, and they are the ones defining where they live and the future of, of what it looks like, how equitable it is, how beautiful it is. And, and it really is turning a place which is normally a kind of governed from the top situation, whether it's urban planning or town governance, mm -hmm. back to the hands of the people. Amazing. Yeah. And how specifically like, does your art target that? Well, you know, for the past almost 20 years, even before the definition of the word placemaking, they connected that a lot of the catalyst for uh, getting a place reimagined is through the arts and through artists. And artists often are known to go into places, set up studios, create culture, and then it brings a whole host of new energy and vitality. But then following that comes speculative real estate and gentrification. So you know, while the artists start that process uh, of reimagining place, oftentimes they are kicked out of the place because they can't afford to live there anymore. So there is a paradox in this process. Yeah. Um, so I'll kind of shift into the Ivy um, topic. So as an Ivy elder who has lived through the May tragedies with the 10 year anniversary coming up, would you be comfortable sharing any memories from then and kind of how the community has healed in the past decade or how it is still healing? Well, uh, there's that. That's a, a long story. Um, it, what I've seen in the past ten years, and I think one of the things about placemaking is a kind of responsibility of individuals to be part of that community and how it changes. And one of the challenges about Isla Vista is that it is a place where twenty thousand students cycle in and out of a of a community, right? So they they don't see the long term arc or investment. Yeah, and and so that that four year cycle really doesn't cultivate a citizen who is invested in the neighborhood. Well. The incident, regrettably, of the of the tragedy, the memory of the shock and the gravity of that experience really shook the soul of uh, the student community in a way that the, the tragedy actually, I think, really gave that sort of attention to uh, what it meant to be living in a place and caring for others. And then the loss of human life really shook. And we have, as a result, community services district, as well as the community center. And yet, here we are, I do see a fading of memory over time that many pe many of the students I talked to today weren't even aware that there was this two cycles of tragedies in the history of Isla Vista. Yeah, I, know. I definitely wasn't aware until a few months ago. I mean, so interesting, like integrating into a college town because I lived in L.A. So it's like such a vastly different environment. And the more I think about it, I'm like, wow, like 
this is a place that like primarily students kind of odd to think about. This is sort of the uh, dilemma, right? Of, of a kind of temporary experience of, of a place. And, and how do you anchor it over time and sustainably? And I don't know after all this time working in Isla Vista, whether or not that's the case, but I will say Isla Vista has changed. Mm-hmm, absolutely. So you have your UCSB Reads talk coming up on Tuesday, February 27th in the library at 4 p.m., right? You kind of talked a bit about um, what you're going to be speaking about, but what can those attending expect for the event? And are there any important details that you'd like to make, make note of? Well, the the talk is in conjunction with the library's selection of a campus reads book, uh, yeah. Your Brain on Art. I guess what's interesting about the book for me was the campus reads book essentially is science proven case studies mm-hmm. of the value and the efficacy of art in our lives, right? Yeah. But when you think about the arts, or if you're an artist, of course, we know, we understand that we live it, right? Mm-hmm. But what's so difficult on a campus that's a, you know, very science driven campus is that somehow the arts are extracurricular, you know, they're not essential. And so in my talk, I think my main argument is that if you situate artists in any place, they're going to change the way in which we think of the place, how we reimagine it, just by being there and just through their practice. In other words, I, I think I, I really just make the case for not only do artists change the conversation, but every person, every individual has the access to that creative um, element in yeah. their lives and, and activating it will make for a more imaginative future. That is kind of the bigger aspiration but um it's what keeps me going absolutely well thank you so much kelly good luck it's um thank you so much for talking with me okay it was a pleasure i hope i see you at our openings yes definitely (laughs) and i'm kelly durock with kcsb news thanks for listening